Hey friends, welcome to episode 93 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift, and I want to thank you for joining me today and listening in. We're going to talk about what it looks like to trust God in every season of our lives. And we're going to ask the question, are we truly walking in the level of trust we claim to know? Because honestly, friends, we can say we trust God, right? But when it comes down to the nitty gritty and things get tough and life gets hard, are we really walking that out? Are we really trusting God? And before we get started with the info on the show, I wanted to remind everyone that Fierce Calling is on the Spark Network, which is amazing network of Christian podcasts, which can also be found on the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I. If you don't have that app, you can go to the Apple or Google Play stores and download it for free and listen to some really amazing Christian podcasts. We're talking today about trusting God, and my guest is Christine Brown. She left a teaching career to do what she thought was her next right step, and then her journey took a detour in a direction that she had not planned to take, but God. Hear what happened and how the ministry More Than Yourself came to be, and I know what Christine has to share will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Christine Brown. Welcome back to the Fierce Calling Podcast. I am so excited for this show today. I have my friend with me, Christine Brown. We've known each other for quite some time, but believe it or not, we've never met in person, but that'll change one day because we're looking forward to that. She is a ministry wife, a mom, a stepmom, and a Mimi, which is near and dear to my heart, a former chronic warrior. Christine loves connecting today's women with women of the Bible and sharing lessons learned through her website, freelance writing, and speaking to women's groups. And on any given day, you can find her texting her young adult kids, which is so cool how we can have those amazing relationships with our kids, especially as they grow into adulthood. It's so precious. And she checks on her neighbors. She's just an amazing woman of God. And I can't wait for you to hear her story and all the things. Christine Brown, welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Doris. Thank you so much for having me. Such a joy to have you on. Finally, this has been something I've been wanting to do for a while now, and there is just so much that we could share today and so many facets to what God has done in your life and what he's doing in and through you. And I would love if you could share a little bit about the story as he leads and how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Oh, Doris, what you said is so true. There are many facets to our stories. Each one of them is unique, but I think it's amazing how we have so many commonalities too with other women and we can listen to each other's stories and be encouraged and lifted up through them. I like to look at it this way. We all have many chapters to our story. I think if I was to give a title to the chapter that I am currently in, I would say The chapter title would be Discovering the Beauty of Trusting God's Plan Instead of My Own. In fact, I could probably title every chapter that way, if truth be told. (laughs) That's a great title. (laughs) Because 
it's all about that. We're learning to trust God throughout our lives, each step in the journey. And I believe that through these circumstances and situations that we go through, whatever chapter that is, he's growing us spiritually in our ability to trust him more. But honestly, it's something that I've struggled with throughout my life. And in this recent chapter, I remember specifically doing one of my favorite things. I was studying the life of a woman in scripture, which you mentioned a little bit about in uh, your introduction. I love studying the lives of women in the Bible and seeing how their lives reflect some of the things that we go through today and how we can be inspired by them. And I remember studying this specific woman in scripture and I was moving, transitioning from one chapter into another. And I thought, I have an idea for my next book that I am going to write. And I was determined that I was going to write a book about learning to trust God because it's something that I felt he was inspiring me through what I was reading in his word. And so I wanted to write this book about trusting God. And I was moving out of a full-time job into doing some full-time writing. And within two weeks of making that transition, I had this pain that came out of nowhere. It was an excruciating pain that sent me into a series of doctor's appointments and in just a short amount of time, heard the word that no one wants to hear the word cancer. And I remember feeling very defeated because I thought that I was going to be stepping into this new time in my life. And I was going to be writing this book. And I remember laying down one night and just resolving that it wasn't going to happen and talking to God and saying, well, Lord, I guess that's it. You don't want me to write this book about trusting you. And I also recall feeling that nudge in my spirit that sometimes we feel that I just knew was from the Lord. And I knew that he was telling me that I would get a chance to write that book, but I needed to walk through this first because I hadn't been living my life as I trusted him. And this was the hardest thing I would ever have to walk through. And it was an opportunity for me to learn how to trust God. Like I knew was possible. Mm, that's beautiful. And you know, for God to allow you to walk through something that is difficult and the message in your book just was that much more tangible, right, Christine? That's right. And it became a reflection of something that I had a passion for, which was teaching women about women in the Bible and what God's word says for their lives and I started to see that this passion for teaching had been woven really throughout my life before I had this experience and decided that I was going to write this book. I was teaching in the classroom. And a lot of people don't know that about me, that I was a seventh grade English teacher in public school. And during that time, I was doing some writing on the side. I hadn't moved to full-time writing yet, but I realized that I was seeing something in these junior high girls that I was working with every day that I struggled with from an early age. And when they were making decisions about who they were and their worth and their identity and where they placed their trust and their value, that it would one day affect their 
life and how they responded to the circumstances that they had to walk through later in life. And even though back at that time, I had no idea what God was going to bring me through. I knew that he was giving me a desire to sow into the lives of the next generation, that that was my conviction. I felt like that was important in whatever we were going through, whatever area of our life we work in or serve in, that it's important for us to give to the next generation. So at that time, I gathered a couple of friends together and started a nonprofit. And the name of the nonprofit is More Than Yourself. Mm. And it's based on the message version of Luke 14 and 11 that says, if you're content to simply be yourself, you will become more than yourself. And through our nonprofit, we give scholarship funds through this program to local girls uh, to help pay for their future endeavors whether it be college or trade school or military. So that is a way that I'm taking action where my passion and compassion and conviction intersect. That is huge. I love that so much. Speaking truth into the lives of the women and the girls that you have been entrusted with. Because I feel like that's what it's about when the Lord leads us into these divine appointments and leads us to lead others And some of us may not think of ourselves as leaders, but everybody is a leader. Every woman of God is a leader because there's always someone watching. There's always someone right behind us that we can speak truth and hope into the life of. And there's always someone ahead of us that can do the same for us. So that that is amazing that your nonprofit is going to continue doing this, that you can continue helping Um, and provide scholarships to junior high girls. That is precious. And I, I love that the name of your ministry is more than yourself. So could you just expand a little bit about that for us? Sure. And that's also the name of my website, morethanyourself.com. And it was early on when I started stepping out into uh, teaching from the pulpit or speaking to churches and women's ministry groups more as a public speaking type of thing instead of being in the classroom, which I was used to, I was nervous to take that step into that next area that God was calling me to do. And I think that sometimes we have this fierce calling that we want to do the work for God. We want to make a difference for him, But it's not always easy to do that, to take that step of faith. And sometimes we feel very vulnerable and out of our area where we feel comfortable. And I remember one of the first times of stepping out and speaking in front of an audience and feeling very nervous about it. And someone came up to me after the service and said, I have a a verse I want you to look up when you get home. I believe this is a verse that really represents who you are. And it was that verse, that message version of Luke 14, 11. And that, that section of scripture is the story that some might be familiar with when uh, Jesus is telling about going in and sitting at the the table. Do you go sit at the head of the table or do you take a seat in the back? Because when the host comes in, he's going to have a special seat for you right next to him. And it's really about humbling ourselves. But in this version, it brings out just a new element to that 
about, about being content with who we are, that it's okay to be who I am. I don't have to, to emulate someone else when I get up to speak or when I teach, I can allow God to just use me in the gifts that he has given me to do what he has called me to do. That right there is so important. And what an important message. I love how the woman came up to you after you spoke and shared that scripture with you, because it is so powerful when you've spoken and knowing that it's words that the Lord gave you that speaks right to the hearts of those women who are listening. And I know you are an excellent speaker, an awesome speaker, and very dynamic. And for her to have this scripture come to her, because that was just the Holy Spirit kind of saying, hey, you need to share this with Christine. And that's so precious. And I love that passage. And I like too how you had share with me that you wanted to walk in the level of trust that you claimed to know, because we can oftentimes say, oh yeah, I believe that. I believe that. But are we truly living it like we believe that? What What would you say about that, Christine? Right. What boldness that woman had to be able to come to me. I've always wanted to have that level of boldness. I wanted to be able to say, oh Lord, I want that. And I know that that is possible, but sometimes uh, we have to press through and it's the same way with trusting the Lord. We know that God is faithful. We know that he can be trusted, but how do we do that? How do we move to that next level of trust? Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. We know that God is faithful. We know that he can be trusted, but how do we do that? How do we move to that next level of trust? And I have a problem because I like for everything to fit in this nice little box. I try to analyze every outcome before I decide whether or not I'm going to take a step forward. And I believe that trusting God involves, you know, trading, analyzing those outcomes for expectation in God's faithfulness because he is faithful. So when we take that step of faith, we take what we know to be true. And we take what we've said is true and we move from the knowing and saying to actively living that out in our everyday lives. Mm, So well said. And I love how you said press through. It just, it brought that picture to mind about the woman with the issue of blood who pressed through that crowd because she knew without a doubt, if she could just touch the hem of his garment, that she would be healed And that level of faith and the risk that she took doing that, that was a, such a risk at that time, you know, culture was just viewing her as unclean. And if she touched anyone, they'd be unclean too. And all of this stuff attached to the 12 years of misery that she lived through. And so pressing through is so important. And oftentimes we're walking in that really, really difficult season and it's hard to press through, right? It is. And you said it when you were explaining about the woman who was pressing through the crowd. I can see myself in that situation saying those things. What if I do this and it doesn't work out? Mm. What if I do this and I get in trouble? Certainly in her time, she was saying, what if I do this and I get arrested? What if I get 
some, what if I get sick? What if someone else gets sick? All of these things. And some of us go getter Jesus girls. We like to do that to ourselves. We like to ask all these questions because we want to have the answers and being able to set that aside and take some steps to step out in faith. If God is calling us to do that, sometimes the step of faith that we take is to wait. And we see that in scripture many times as well. In my recent book, I talk about the life of Rahab. And one of the things that I love about Rahab's demonstration of faith is that she had to wait to see her promise fulfilled. And when we are used to walking in our calling and doing something for the Lord, we struggle sometimes with waiting and sometimes pressing through means waiting well, when we want to take control back into our own hands and just Mm -hmm. do something about it. Right. Yeah. That is really great because we don't think about pressing through as also waiting because waiting We just feel like it's standing still, but it isn't really only standing still. We're still moving forward as we're waiting for the Lord to reveal what our next step is. And waiting can be a really hard time. But I like how you kind of meshed that together, pressing through and waiting. It it can be done at the same time. And so that, that is really cool. And the book you're referring to is Cinched, correct? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you started in writing, because I know you write for a lot of different amazing publications like Proverbs 31, which I'm sure a lot of my listeners are following that. And how did you feel the call to write? Did you always do that as a child? Or how did you first know that this was a fierce calling of yours, Christine? I think it's funny to think about that there are some people who know early on what they are called to do. My journey looked a little bit more like the downtown Dallas Mixmaster. If you looked at it on Google Maps and saw all the little interwoven streets and different paths to go, because the truth is, early on, I wasn't able to pinpoint this is exactly what I want to do. But now looking back, I can see that my love and passion for teaching was evident through every chapter of that book, like we talked about before. But you were asking Doris about uh, my writing journey. And I did start my writing journey, as a matter of fact, in a way that you and I connected through a writing program called Compel, which is through Proverbs 31 Ministries. And through that, I was given an opportunity to write for their publication uh, through some different contests and things like that, that they had. And that is what started me on this writing journey. I, even though I taught writing to seventh graders, I did not know that I was going to be eventually writing for different publications, for online magazines and writing books. It was a pleasant surprise that on that journey, as I looked back and saw all the different ways that God was leading me to this, I, I would never would have known that he would have brought me here. So I've just had to uh, be open 
to those things that God calls us to do when that are sometimes like we talked about before, take us out of our comfort zone. You know, we can trust him with our plans, even when they don't look anything like what we expected them to look like. Amen to that. (laughs) That is so true. And it is so precious how the Lord equips us all along our path and our journey with him. And we don't often realize what those different gifts and talents he's given us will be continually used for and how we are called to different things in different seasons in our life. And I think it's so cool how you were a junior high writing teacher and how amazing it might be for your students to see now how you are using your gift and your talent of writing, how God has really brought you through and now you're writing books and things like that. Do you ever connect with those kids? Do you see them in the different churches where you might serve? Because I know sometimes you fill in you and your husband, right? Because he's a pastor and um, you go to different churches and serve as an interim ministry pastor and wife. So how does that come into play? Do you connect with some of your students that you taught writing to? I do. I have many opportunities to stay connected with some of those kids who are not kids anymore. And, you know, when that season came to an end, it was, it was not exactly a joyful time because we don't always like to see a chapter close in our lives. I like to be somewhere where I feel like I'm in control and I'm comfortable. And it was an area where I knew God had been calling me to. And I think it's, it's interesting how, when we're leaving somewhere, we can mourn that season. Mm -hmm. And I definitely did have a season of mourning, a time where I realized that I was stepping out of something that I felt very connected to. My identity was in that as Miss Brown, the teacher in my community. And I wasn't sure how I was going to do transitioning into this new era. And God is gracious to us to be able to keep us connected. And through the scholarship program, I'm able to feel like I'm still connected with the community in that way and still able to sow into the lives of young people that way. And God crosses our paths with maybe that one person that we stay in a relationship with for the long term. And I just love those God connections that he gives us. And I believe it gives us hope as we're moving from one thing to the next, to be able to just trust him with it and know wherever he is taking us, that he has our best interest at heart. Because, you know, sometimes we feel like when we're walking in his calling, that it's always going to be fulfilling and it's always going to be joyful Mm -hmm. and satisfying. And it is fulfilling. But the truth is there are those times when it's hard and heart-wrenching and maybe a little messy or maybe a lot messy, but those are the times where he develops us and makes us stronger to be able to do what he's called us to do. Hmm. I love that. And I love how you brought out the fact that oftentimes when we are in a vocation or, you know, we're just involved in something for a long stretch of time in our lives, and it could be any role that we play or a job that we have worked in for years, that our identity can start getting entangled into that role. And it could become almost part of our DNA, it feels like. But to recall the fact that 
we are fearfully and wonderfully made and our identity is in Christ. And I love that you brought that out because it's so important. There might be, you know, a woman listening right now who is facing a change in a season. Maybe they're leaving a job that they've had for years or Maybe their kids are now growing and leaving the nest and different things in our lives can make us feel like we've been emptied and who are we now? You know, now that we don't have this, well, who are we? And so just to stay grounded in who we really are, absolutely, which is our identity in Christ. So I love that you brought that out because I experienced a similar thing when I left. Um, I was in the financial industry and banking for years, almost 30 years, and it was really difficult to separate myself from that, you know, and it was kind of a difficult season for me. So thank you for bringing that up and being vulnerable about that part of your season in life too. And I love how you talked about how our lives are all like books and we have different chapters because I think that is so important. Even if someone's listening that isn't called to write or doesn't even like reading. You know, I mean, it's true that we are all called to serve well and to love the Lord well and to encourage one another and lift each other up. And that's so important. So I would love if you would give uh, an encouraging word, maybe an action step that you feel God is prompting you to share with a woman who's listening today who is maybe in that period of waiting or not sure what God is calling her to do next. So what would you say to that woman who is listening right now, Christine? Doris, I think I would start by saying to look to that familiar verse that many of us have heard before, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. One thing that Mm. struck me about that verse as so true is that it says paths, plural, instead of path. So Mm. for us to give ourselves grace, if we don't feel like we know the exact next step to take, you know, when you were talking about leaving one season into the next and feeling vulnerable, I remember when I started to write, I thought I was going to write about what I knew. I thought for sure I was going to write curriculum for junior high students, or I was going to write inspirational work for teachers. I just had it all in my mind, figured out what I was supposed to do. And it wasn't long before God showed me that I was going to be writing about what I didn't know. Mm. And by that, I mean, from a place of vulnerability, from a place of struggle, from those things that we feel like we don't have all the answers. That's where God is working in us. And that's where we can reach out and minister to others. So if someone today is wondering what their calling is, if they're wondering where they could start reaching out to others, I like to remember three things. And that is neighbors, church, community. In those three things, we can find wonderful opportunities to reach out and use our gifts to be able to serve others who are our neighbors. What is the need within our church or what is the need within our community? Those are three places to start when you're looking for 
one thing that you can do to reach out, which may be going and knocking on your neighbor's door, or it may be reaching out to the women's ministry director and asking how you can support her at church. Or it could be looking at a a program in your community, something you've seen, scroll across your newsfeed on Facebook where they're seeking volunteers, whatever it is, neighbors, church, community, that's a place that you can start taking a step and seeing where God leads when you're in search of that next season in your calling. So, so good. I love that you gave those examples and those steps because sometimes we just need to see something kind of planned out a little bit and a little bit of guidance to know, well, how did that person do it? Not that we're to compare ourselves to each other, because that could be a pit that a lot of us fall into, but to see how is the other person using their gifts and how may I use my gifts? Because that that is really the heart of Fierce Calling is to encourage women to step out of their doubt and into their calling and use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. So that was just a perfect way that you laid that out, Christine. And I, I so love that. And if you could share a little bit about how the listener can connect with you and find your resources, and if you have anything you'd like to offer them from your website, how would they do that? Sure. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, listeners can find me at morethanyourself.com. That is my website where they can find uh, weekly devotionals. There is currently on my website three scripture studies of women in scriptures available for free. They are five-day email studies. So you can sign up to learn about a woman in scripture and get five days of email study based on that woman's story and her life and how it relates to our lives today. And listeners might also be interested in the free download that I have available there, which is 100 of God's promises for your unraveled heart. And that is um, also based on the scriptures that I talk about in the book that you mentioned earlier, Cinched, Living with Unwavering Trust in an Unfailing God. So I would love for uh, listeners to connect with me there. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. And what amazing resources that women can go to your site and find. And I'll have all those links in the show notes so they can find you and reach out. And this has been such a blessing today, Christine. I am so thankful that you and I were able to connect and have you on the show. And I hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Thank you. I had so much fun, such a joy getting to talk about all these things with you. Thank you, Christine, and you are such a blessing, and I just pray that God continues to abundantly bless all the things that you're doing and the truth that you're speaking into the lives of the women you serve, and I will talk to you soon, friend. Thanks, Doris. Thank you so much for listening today, and I hope what Christine shared in our conversation really encouraged, inspired, and challenged you. Let's just do that. Take a step out of our comfort zone. And one action step from what Christine mentioned today, because kingdom work is not often found within our comfort zones. It's usually when we step out in faith and in trust. So if we trust the Lord God with everything, then he will lead our way and we can step out and do his kingdom work. I love the quotes in the show, one of which was, it's okay to be who I am. I don't have to emulate someone else when I get up to speak or when I teach. I can allow God to just use me 
and the gifts that he has given me to do what he has called me to do. And I kind of emphasized the word me when I was reading that, but just a reminder, God has given us gifts when we're in Christ. And friend, if you have not met Jesus, I would just encourage you to drop to your knees and just ask forgiveness for your sins. Ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. And if you want more information, you can check out my page at doraswift.com. And I have a tab, Meet Jesus. And you can click on that tab and get more information about how you can meet Jesus. And so do that today, friend. It's the best decision you could ever make. And remember to download the Edify app and listen to great Christian podcasts there. And I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who's taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.